Hey, this is Carlos Allen Rocky, James Garcia, and Reno 911, and you're listening to PS Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, our old friend comedian Greg Warren. You know, I just I haven't been passionate about any NFL team since. I think I actually got into the Oilers when I lived in Houston and they were just the way that went down, man. I think they they knew that team was gonna be gone. They knew seven years ago when they bought the piece of property that they were gonna exist that the Rams were going to LA. We're more from Greg in just a bit. We talk about wrestling and football and baseball and what he's up to these days. Uh, he's moved back to St. Louis, so a lot of Interesting things happening with Greg. Song of the Week is from Metric off of Toronto. It's the second track from them to be Song of the Week this year, even though the album came out last year, but we'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, to start us off, though, I've got a couple of classic dumb bits for you. Uh, Fangirl moves into her dorm this week at college. It's very uh, a very bittersweet time for us. It's... um. And I happened to, I was looking for some old bits to play because it, we're uh, going to a wedding today, so I don't have a lot of time to put the show together. And I found this old bit with Hannah helping us out, fangirl, and she sounds like the girl off of the first Chainsmokers single. And then uh, I, the other bit I found in the same folder uh, features our late friend Jim Lugers. I didn't even remember this. They helped me out with this uh, with this bit when we did the tribute to him back a couple months ago. And that's been about six months now since we lost him. So kind of as a, a tribute to uh, Fangirl's future, remembering our dear friend Jim Lugers. Here are a couple of dumb bits, and then we'll hear from Greg Warren. The new Mountain Dew Summer flavors are here, and they're extreme, extremely extreme. Like the new Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption has to be the best flavor ever. And I was trying it, and I was listening all the time, well, which just happens to be my favorite band in the world. You know, so it was all good. So whenever I listen to them, I think about the Nervous Conniption. I mean, it's just that good. Oh, and right now I'm talking about one friend, Emma, because I'm probably going to have Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption with her, because, you know, wouldn't that be so much fun? We'd be all really hyped together. You know, because being hyped okay. is the best part of right. the Okay, thank you. Thanks. Shut up! Sorry! New Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Get some fast. Your friends are awesome at rock band, but you can't even make it through one song. Oh, man. But now you can have just as much fun as your more talented and more coordinated friends with the Rock Band Roadie Add-On Pack. Check, 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 check. Little higher, little higher. Check, 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 check. check. How's that? Check, check. Get your friends tuned up. And get their levels set before they start shredding. Is that clipping? I think that's clipping, Little. What do you think? Want to try it again? But make sure you do a good job, or your butt will fail. Dude! And you'll wind up at the merch table. The long sleeve tee is 40 bucks. Yeah, here you go. Rock Band Roadie Add-On Pack. Available now. Coming soon. Rock Band Groupie Pack. And Rock Band Ticket Scalper Pack. This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. And this just in, go to any of our Home Shirts websites, use the code COMEHOME, all one word, and receive 20% off for a limited time. Now, on with the show. Greg Warren is a stand-up comedian originally from St. Louis, Missouri. He spent time in Los Angeles, New York. He's now back in St. Louis where he is based and headlining clubs all over the country, making some short films and doing all kinds of exciting things. Here now is our interview with Greg Warren.
Hey, Greg. What's up? Not much. How you doing? Good. Um, if, if you had Dead Mouse in the Furnace, you won the Mystery Smell uh, contest. What is it? Dead Mouse in the Furnace. Oh, that's tough, man. Wow. I, I know, right? But that is uh, that's, uh, that's not easy right there. E- easily solved. Uh, had, to, had to track one down that was inside one of our walls once. It was inside the wall of the pantry. I had to track it down, cut a hole in the wall, and luckily found uh, found it there. Yeah. So. Wow. I know, right? That's um, gotta be frustrating, man. So you got to it. I got to it. Yeah, I got him, wrapped him up in a paper towel, put him in the garbage, and and that's that. Uh, well, you're a hero, man. <laughs> Rushed home and saved the day. Uh, so what's yeah. what's new yeah. with you, man? What what interesting smells are in your life? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm in uh, I'm in Connecticut right now, so it's a pretty uh, smell neutral place. Okay. Uh, looking forward to get back to uh, to Cincinnati. I'm uh, going to Indianapolis in between for a three day uh, stint over at Bottom Towns. Oh, nice. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it should be fun. Isn't it now just Bob, though, or just Tom? It's just Bob. Didn't one of them retire? Uh, uh, Bob did retire, yeah. So it's just Tom. But it's still called the Bob and Tom Show. Oh, uh, okay. But really, it's just the Tom Show. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, uh, Chick is there. Christy is there. Yep. And um, Josh Arnold, a buddy of mine, is now uh, part of the show. So uh, That's cool. So. Should be fun, man. Yeah, yeah. sounds like a miss Bob, but uh, it's just still fun to go out there. Now you're you're playing the new uh, club in in town here in Cincinnati. Yeah, man, uptown. Yeah, moving up. Yeah. yeah, we haven't been yet. We've been to the shopping center where it's at, but we haven't actually been to that club to see anybody yet. So I heard it's uh, it's very nice. Ah, yeah, it's a very nice area. They're really building it up out there, um, but it is still the country. <laughs> is, it, is it really? Yeah, and we were at, uh, I don't know why, we were out there, we like to shop out there, because there's a big outlet mall out there, uh, there's a casino, there's a Tim Hortons, but we were out there for something, and my wife and I commented on the, uh, I, I, I guess the, the bumpkinness of the, uh, of where we were, and I'm like, well, don't forget, we're still, oh, it was, uh, we ate a Cheesecake Factory, which is, which is, like, right in the same shopping center where the club is. We went to Cheesecake Factory. Hey, man, you already, uh, you already got me, uh, I'm already in Cheesecake Factory. Oh, it's yeah. good. It's good, but man, a lot of people just wearing like t-shirts and whatever. You know, just to, to go to Cheesecake Factory. I'm not like Cheesecake Factory, some five star restaurant, but holy cow! And then you know we had to sit in the bar because it didn't have you know we didn't want to wait an hour for a seat. But then there's people crowding up against us, like they're just hanging out in the bar with us, waiting for their tables. Like no, we're actually eating. <laughs> so yeah, it was that was the thing. So. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of crowd the that place draws versus the one on the river, which I guess they're renovating. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, uh, there was definitely some rednecks down there. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> little little loosey goosey with the uh, the table. Keep the table talk to a minimum rule. What's that? They're a little loosey goosey with the um, keep the table talk to a minimum rule. As, no, uh, no, that place got, uh, got pretty wild. Yeah, uh, yep. I think it might be a more uh, might be a more pleasant uh, pleasant place uh, actually in this new one. Yep. So, uh, what else is new with you, man? Um, much, man. I, I just got done doing a uh, little uh, 
wrestling film that I put out. It's a, a mockumentary about uh, okay. about wrestling that uh, sort of messed around with for the last six months and just came out this week. It's called Stall Camp, and that's uh, very targeted towards uh, wrestlers, but it was it was pretty fun. Okay, well, uh, I, I saw it in I my news I think feed. people that watch it, that uh, most of my friends that have or people that I know that watch that are not wrestlers get about ninety five percent of it. Well, I was going to say, like you don't, you don't have to be a folk music fan to enjoy. What is it? Uh, the the one that the the, the one that oh, this yeah, guest made, yeah, or, yeah. or heavy metal for that matter. I mean, you just you just have to be. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah or a uh, Bethlehem show, or yeah, yeah. right, right, yeah. So. Uh, I think I saw something about it in my news feed on Facebook. There's some kind of a sponsored post about that, like just this morning. So yeah, it could be. I think yeah, it knows. Yeah. I it think it knows. I emailed you. That's that's the weird thing about Facebook and the internet, man. The internet knows. Yeah, it's it's scary. It's a little spooky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so how long did it take yeah, you to make man, the film? About five, I think it's like fifteen minute film. Yeah. And how long did it take to, to produce all that? Did it uh, was, was it months of shooting? Oh, or it's, I I kind of started. Uh, it's about six months to. I mean, actually, it took me a few months to get it together. And I was doing. Um, you know, I, I travel on the Midwest, so I would just. There's a lot of like cameos from wrestling celebrities, so I would just whatever town I was in. Oh, if nice. I find okay. Yeah, so I like it. Dan Gable was kind enough to be in it. Oh, like cool. So yeah, it- yeah, and uh, it's. Uh, you know, man, it came out pretty well. I think uh, I think a lot of a lot of people are laughing so far. So I, I love it. It's fun. Is um, it... But uh, other than that, man, just uh, just traveling around, telling some jokes, man, slinging jokes. Yeah, uh, slinging jokes. Probably joke. on the uh, on the back end of uh, I don't know. I bet you I'm somewhere between six nine months away from recording a new album. Like I'm getting close. I just gotta kind of find kind of get the material, find a, a through line through the material. Is there ever a case where you have something and you think this is definitely going on the next album, but then you come up with something else and you're like, "Oh, what was I thinking? Uh, this is this is going to go on the next album. This is going to be the key, the key piece." Is that? Is... Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's quite as like um, I don't think it's quite as selective as music. You know, like those guys. It's, you know, it's like bands break up. I've heard over like what songs go on the album. And for me, it's like uh, once I sort of approach about an hour of new material, I'm like, all right, most of this is going to stay, and we'll. There's a few things that just are outliers and maybe maybe don't fit or are not as funny, but uh, to me, but yeah, usually it's if it's funny, it's going on the album, you know, <laughs> whether it fits uh, fits with everything else or not. So, what kind of stuff is it these days? Is it still Greg moving through the world, adjusting to life in New York City, getting older, or what? What's the what's the focus? Yeah, I mean, well, I I just moved back to St. Louis. Um, in December, so probably the first half, a lot of it is, the half of it is sort of like some of my experiences in New York City for that four-year period, um, which is, uh, you know, I, I really had some fun with that, and then I would say the rest is sort of, um, just sort of vintage Greg Warren stuff. <laughs> it's certainly not political, it's certainly uh, not making a statement, uh, I have a new bit about, um, my cat allergies that uh, seem to be uh, hitting pretty hard, and uh, I uh, finally was able to discuss my uh, my fledgling cross country career in high school and uh, and oh, yeah. my bout with plantar fasciitis. So those are like, yeah, as you can see, that's like a, sort of about me. Um, definitely not hard hitting, uh, very self deprecating. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah, business as usual. So why the move back yeah, to St. Louis? I had a few things go down, man. I mean, I um, it was, it was always going to be sort of like a, a temporary thing. I never thought I'd make a permanent home. Uh, and I had some. Uh, my mom uh, passed away uh, oh. in February, and I, uh, I once I came home in December for Christmas, I you know she started getting worse. I just wanted to be around, and I just I never really wanted to go back. I never did go back. Oh, okay. Uh, It's interesting that we were talking to Jamie Lissau last week, and he made an interesting point that I'd never heard anybody make before about being a comedian in New York City. He goes, like, you know, in Los Angeles, you can be running around doing different things. The clubs are really kind of far apart, so you're maybe only doing one one set per night at best. But in New York City, if you're running around doing, like, a couple sets a day, you wake up at work every day. And I'm like, wow, I never thought of that before. (laughs) That's that's Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um I uh I like it a lot, you know. But uh and I think if I were to move there in my like when I was really younger I would have I might have stayed. But I you know, kinda of going there, I went there a, a, at a very older age and it was great, man. The comics are I miss the comics the most a really, really cool scene there. But uh it probably just wasn't what how I was gonna wind up living for the rest of my life. <laughs> and as a headline it's funny, like um Yeah. I never really, uh, when people would be like, uh, you know, think of the poor starving people in China, uh, or India, I never really, it didn't resonate with me. I couldn't picture it. But now I'm like, uh, it's maybe appreciate things. I'm like, I think of the, the, the people that have to suffer living in New York City. <laughs> Every time I'm in central air or, uh, a Starbucks, a clean suburban Starbucks, I'm like, see, I need to really appreciate this, man. <laughs> you don't get this in New York City. Uh, every time I'm in a car driving or a, a non-crowded grocery store, like a big Kroger, that's you know, like, it's, 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 it's like I need to appreciate this, man. You don't get this in New York. Yeah, it does take a certain breed, I guess, for people to really enjoy that. And some people do, though. Some people, it's you know, I, and I, yeah, I, I kind of yeah, get either, the appeal. Uh, either young, native, or rich. Yes, the people. <laughs> yeah. Although Morris famously said that, you know, he lived there twice, once when he didn't have money and once when he did have money, and he hated it both times, and he much preferred California, so. Really? Who said that? Bill Maher. He said it on a show once. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, being a headlining comedian, you know, probably being in St. Louis in the middle of the country where, you know, as with Cincinnati and, and Indy, you're kind of like within, you know, 500 miles of a lot of different markets. That's got to be like way yeah, easier. Yeah, that's great, man. You can, you definitely can, um pretty cool man you can uh you can get to a lot of places you know and uh i just you know i'm a midwestern guy and it's just kind of my and that's your I bag just decided i want to i want to be around my uh my family a little bit more you know some things happen in the area like that so my dad still lives in st louis and my brother's both up okay yeah and uh niece there yeah, you were helping your dad out for a while. Is he retired now? I remember you were, you were helping him out with some coaching stuff a couple of years ago. Yeah, later. I mean, he still, he actually tried to help out. He helped out with the start from last year. He still goes up and helps out. I don't, um, I haven't been on the mat in a long time. Uh, part of it is schedule. Part of it is uh, sure. getting old. But uh, <laughs> I tend to want to get around this stuff. I want to try to compete a little bit, and that's a bad idea at my age. So. <laughs> uh, I'm, and now that I'm living there, I may try to, may try to help out a little bit. My contribution to the uh, wrestling world is uh is more on the comedic side these days yeah uh, yeah well this yeah. Uh, instead of teaching a kid a double leg i made a i made a 15 minute but, uh, 
So do you, do you think the film will promote interest in wrestling to maybe people that might have had maybe a tertiary interest in it and might get uh, more involved? Once I, I, I don't I don't want to be that ambitionist about it. <laughs> I think what it is, I think people will ask, you know, that are wrestlers and people that are, did wrestle um, will really appreciate it. And I think probably my favorite thing about it, I think if a high school kid who's going through a rough season or, you know, it's just a tough sport. It, it's a nice distraction and something to make them laugh. Uh so if I was a kid, I would have, you know, we didn't have that kind of thing. I would have, I would have looked at it and laughed several times. So where can people would have watched it? Where can people? Times. Where can people see this? It's on a site called Flow Wrestling, which is basically like oh, yeah. ESPN for wrestling. Okay, yeah, you, you did a lot of, of stuff for them in the past. You've done like a lot of little short snippets with your wrestling. Yeah, characters. yeah, they're uh, some friends of mine, and they really carved out kind of a pretty big business. Um, yeah, it's, it, they have a really big company now headquartered in uh, Austin, Texas. But everybody's in Austin. Uh, uh, for my day job, everybody's in Austin. I talked to some guys uh, from my day job, the guys that run, um, uh, uh, it's a comedy website. What the heck is it called now? Uh, I, Ch- uh, Chive, the Chive. And I guess one of, them was oh, an yeah. act- one of them was an actor and one of them was in advertising in Chicago and they started it in California, but now they're located in Austin. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty awesome town. That's one of my favorite places to go. I drove through it once, but we uh, we did not stop. You know, may have a chance. To oh, go. you guys got to go down there sometime. It's really really cool. Yeah, I mean, even though it's great kind of music scene, great food, great scenery, just yeah. really cool. Scene. Well, a lot of comedy now because I interview a lot of comedians from from there. Oh yeah, man, a lot a lot of a lot of comedy, a ton. Yeah. yeah, I think overshadowed. I think maybe by the music still because of you know South by Southwest and stuff. But um, yeah, McCray's down there. I interviewed another gal from. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great, man. He's a really funny guy. Oh, man, that dude. One of, he's one of the funniest people I know. He's yeah. got to get out more. He he only ever does like Houston and places like that. I'm like, I interviewed him yeah, years and years. Uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't do quite as much, man. Taking care of his son and stuff. He went out. I think he was touring Oakland for Pat Maslow for a little while, which is kind of cool. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, I interviewed him for Cleveland. Years ago, before he was even working with Jimmy uh, on the podcast, yeah. and uh, you know, great guy, and I'd love to talk to him again. My, um, I told this story before. My, uh, my dad lives down in Orlando, and he was listening to the radio, and he and he heard uh, this what he thought was this Herman Cain impression. He goes, "Oh, Mike McCray must be on the radio down here. I wonder if he's going to be here. I'll, I want to go see him." And it turns out it was the real Herman Cain show. <laughs> my dad thought it was Mike <laughs> Mc- because it was so outrageous. Yeah, he's he thought that funny man he's really really fun yeah so uh, what other kind of projects do you have uh lined up do you guys just going to keep hammering away at the uh building that next hour or do you have other things you might want to get involved in you know i think right now i'm i'm kind of the next thing i want to do is get that you know finish that up that cd um which um yeah i think it's probably been six nine months away from recording it i'd like to get that out and then um you know i kind of have fooled around with Doing this film, I, I would like to make like sort of a a full length wrestling comedy. You know, not a mockumentary, but an actual wrestling film. You know, like so. I'm I'm um I've been fooling around with that a little bit. Okay, so uh, with, with characters and and plot and things like that, do you have something in mind or? No, nah, I haven't. I kind of the way I, I do that is sort of circle around it for a while. And just sit down and journal a lot and think about what's going on. You know, think about what might be funny. I've got, I've got a couple of little ideas, but nothing solid yet. And when you, you know, when you do something like this, you gotta, you also gotta think about budget. So, well, yeah, um, yeah. But doing this, uh, doing this little short film, I did find some people in St. Louis. They're pretty good actors. So, so oh, cool. I think I did, 
think I might be able to, to do that. So that's sort of my next uh, little, little project. And the nice thing is, man, I've had some friends that have made short films or, or uh, independent films, feature films, and, and it's just so hard to get anybody to see them. It's just the market is so crowded. But with somewhere like Flow Wrestling, people see, you know, the people that really yeah. want to see it, see it. So exactly. it's you nice to know that if I make it, I could actually, if, I, if it gets made, it'll actually be. It's it's nice if you we have that that target audience, or if you made a film, I don't know about model trains. You know, you may or may not have an outlet. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably a website out there somewhere though that that caters to that yeah. uh, to that demographic. Right, right, uh, right. All right. So, uh, so what so what's your take on the Rams leaving? I, we we talked about this last time about how you were a big Cardinals fan. When you were a kid, and then they broke your heart, and then you kind of reluctantly got into the Rams a little bit. But um, boy, St. Louis got done got it done to them twice now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I just literally could care less about the NFL now. I, I don't like the way it went down at all. I was not a huge Rams fan because I was, a, I think I talked to you about, I was a giant St. Louis Cardinal fan. Right. Uh, the Big Red. Yep. And they left when I was in high school or right after high school. And, uh, you know, I just I haven't been passionate about any NFL team since. I think I actually got into the Oilers when I lived in Houston. They were. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, so I just, I just, I kind of followed the Rams because my dad was into it, uh, and it is a famous team. And then just the way that went down, man, I think they they knew that team was going to be gone. They knew seven years ago when they bought their piece of property that they were going to that, that, that the Rams were going to L.A. The NFL knew it, and they um, I think they were very disingenuous. And that, you know, there's a lot of people that spent a lot of money and a lot of time trying to figure out a way to keep them, and there was no way to work out. Oh, and then yeah. I don't like Cronky, uh, I really don't care for the guy. And he came out and, you know, he said some just stupid things about St. Louis that were inaccurate, cherry picks and stat. I did not like the way it went down at all. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty shady. Although I think when Georgia Frontieri kind of backed out of the, you know, be, running that team, because the whole reason they moved was because that was her hometown. And, um, yeah, and it's kind of strange because when I was a kid, my favorite hockey team was the Crusaders, so the WHA, and we lost them because the Barons were moving uh, from my name. Oh, the Seals. The Oakland Seals became the Cleveland Barons. But I was a Crusader oh, wow. fan, so I couldn't really take – I mean, I tried to follow the Barons because it was Cleveland's team, but it, it never took. Oddly, once I lost my the, – the, the, when the Barons moved, oddly, the, the Blues finally took for me, coincidentally, as we've discussed before, but uh, and have ever since, but um. – so, uh, um, so baseball's got to be got looking. Well, although the the catching the Cubs is going to be difficult, but the Cards doing okay this season. Yeah, it's a, man, that that's, a, that's been a frustrating season. I had to take a little. Uh, be honest, uh, our inability to beat the uh, lowly Reds, uh, PF, or what, uh, just about to open me up a wall the last few weeks. Oh so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> now he can, I mean, it's it's been frustrating too because I look at it like we have the talent to be. A good team, and it's, we just cannot put it together. Uh, starting pitching has been brutal for the last uh, three weeks, uh, four weeks, and it's yep. Um, I hear one you. of the worst, like like one of the worst base running teams in the in the league, and then we're, we we had terrible in the field, make a lot of errors. So yeah, the Indians. You know, it's like the Cardinals can't hit for for five years. They couldn't hit. You know, we we, we existed on starting pitching. Finally, yep. we got a team that just kills the ball. And we're not winning. It's, it's, it's uh, frustrating. But Indians I'll be back this, in, man. 
I'm, I just had to take about a two-week break. I'll be back in. There you go. Get that wild card. Uh, yeah. yeah. Indians Indians in the same boat because um, we're playing well before the All-Star break, and now they've been playing like 500 to sub-500 ball. The, the pitching that was leading the American League is now suspect. Uh, guys aren't hitting consistently. Uh, we're leaving guys, a lot of guys yeah, on base. Good young pitching for a long time. Yeah, but leaving a lot of guys on base, leaving too many guys on base, that's been the big problem. But, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's frustrating. And it didn't, who'd, you go, who'd you go get? Yeah, you oh, the guy off of the Yankees. The, 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 not Chapman, but the other guy they were peddling. Uh, they got yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that was supposed to shore up things, but now the starting pitcher can't even get him. You know, past three, four innings, which so that, yeah, uh, very frustrating. And that's why we have comedy to turn to, though, because comedy never lets you down. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that is uh, not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always uh, a, no. I, yours is always a consistent show, so everybody, everybody loves seeing Greg Warren, especially in this town. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Man. So yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, well, cool, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to run back to the day job and uh, uh, wrap this up. And um, this will, the podcast will drop Sunday. The um, uh, the print piece will be in next week in City Beat. And um, great, man. Thanks a lot. Out there, great, cool, man. Right, well, good talking to you, Greg. Okay, hey, great talking to you. Thanks, Greg. Bye. All right, see you, buddy. Thanks again to Greg Warren for being on the show. You can catch Greg in Cincinnati August 18th through the 21st at the Funny Bone up there in Liberty Township. It's uh, between Cincinnati and Dayton. Then he is in Richmond, Virginia, September 15th through the 18th, Indianapolis, Indiana, October 20th through 22nd. For all dates uh, and all things Greg Warren related, go to gregwarrencomedy.com, and then you can find links to that stuff that he's doing, the wrestling videos and so forth. Or you can go to flowwrestling.com. They will also have his film there and uh get we'll get behind that and maybe he can make a full film like he was talking about all right so uh we're gonna skip the um we're gonna skip the credits like uh, we usually do when we're in a hurry because like i said we've got a wedding to go to and uh although i needed to tell you one thing i did look up the chain smokers thing the chain smokers song came out in 2014 we recorded that dumb bit with hannah uh, uh aka fangirl back in 2012 so that predates actually the girl off of selfies and it sounds just like her. I thought it was kind of funny. All right, so um, Song of the Week is from Metric. Metric, of course, are off of Toronto. Uh, Lie, Lie, Lie was one of their songs of the week uh, a couple of months ago. And uh, I don't know how I missed these guys. How these guys flew under my radar for so long. This is their sixth album. came out uh, in 2015, Pagans in Vegas. Uh, this was a single last year, but uh, since I didn't discover it until this year, via uh, Pat Francis's daughter, she, he's the host of Rock Solid, uh, his daughter was on... Uh, playing some new music that he'd never heard before. Metric, one of the bands, and now I, I love this band. And uh, this is another one of their singles. This is Too Bad, Too Sad. It's our song of the week, PF State Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Take